0: when you hear the name positive k you probably think of one hit thunder producer matt kelly who is definitely one of the most positive human beings you ever meet alas we're not talking about that positive k but instead rapper daryl gibson whose early 90s hit i got a man took the airwaves by storm k's upbeat vibe was so irresistible that even the legendary aretha franklin couldn't help but be a fan also you might want to break out some potholders because you can lose your grip when you hear which phrase Positive K possibly coined, only to see it rise to fame in the hands of another rapper years later. In today's episode, we'll decide if Positive K has the skills to pay the bills, or if he's just crabbing. I got a
1: man. I'm not trying
0: to hear that shit. I got a man. What's your man got to do with me? I got a man. I'm not trying to hear that. Now you can persist and play down one on eight, but ain't nothing gonna change. Yeah, baby, sure, you're right. I'ma break it down and do it. I tell you now, I got eyes for you. You got eyes, but they're not for me. You better use
1: them for what they're for, and that's to see. You know, one hit is all you need to make the money guaranteed, and you can live off royalties forever. And it
0: makes me wonder. wonder, is it just a wonder? wonder. Is it just a wonder? Or is it Okay, so why does Daryl Gibson get to be positive K and not you? Matt Kelly should be positive K. I think he just got there first, man. Yeah. <laughs> Age. Age is the only thing that can explain it. Yeah, he got a few years on you. He was born in 1967 in the Bronx, and he came up near Echo Park, where early hip-hop DJs Grandmaster Flash. DJ Sinbad and Busy B would throw block parties. I can't imagine how fun it would be to go to a block party in the Bronx where Grandmaster Flash was
1: DJing. Did you watch that um, Baz Luhrmann Netflix show, The Get Down? No, I didn't. Should I? Ooh, the get. I think you would like The Get Down. The Get Down is, I think they did two seasons of it, and it's literally about kid. Like it's about the Bronx in the late seventies, early eighties, as hip hop is being created. Like it's like, and it like it was how I first understood like what the backbeat. is is like they were mm-hmm. like expi- like they actually like explain what the skill set is of having the two turntables and how you essentially need two of the same record and you have to like perfectly memorize where a certain part of the beat starts on the groove of the vinyl oh, and man. be ready to like drop drop the needle have it playing on the one end and then quickly crossfade to the next one before you drop the needle on the other one to keep the beat going repetitively. And it was like, wow, that's so much work. That's so impressive that people figured that out though. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty (laughs) cool. I'm going to have to watch that show. Uh, But yeah,
0: Daryl Gibson, AKA positive K is what we know him as Uh, his first musical endeavor was a short lived rap group with his family and it was called Disco Cousins, which is awesome. I have a lot of cousins. <laughs> I wish that I would have had, had, a, had a band of all cousins called Disco Cousins. Now, was but, that
1: when I did read an interview with Positive K? Was that when he was still rapping under the name Baby Breeze, which he yeah, later right. said was the worst name he's ever had?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think he, Once again, I think Positive K would have been a good nickname for you. But I also think Baby Breeze would have been a good nickname <laughs> for you. I think he's still in all your nicknames, man. I mean, uh, he,
1: he gave up Baby Breeze, so I could steal that one, I guess.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, but I guess the positive K thing came from, he was a part of 5% Nation, and he joined a rap group called Almighty God Committee, and they were from Queens. And he rapped under the name Positive Knowledge Allah. And, so uh, that got I did a K, I lot
1: of research on this. Um, okay. So do you know what the 5% Nation is? Uh, is it like a collective of, of rappers from that era? No, that's what I thought when I originally clicked into it. So the 5% nation was also known as the nation of gods and earth. Um, and it is a black nationalism movement influenced by Islam that was founded in 1964 in the Harlem section of Manhattan. Uh, the group taught the belief that black people were the original people on the planet earth and therefore Were the fathers, gods, and mothers, earths of civilization. Um, There was a whole lot to break down. There's a giant Wikipedia page about it. Um, It was not without some issues. Uh, It was definitely accused of being a black supremacy group. It was also accused of constantly promoting um, male chauvinism and a lot of misogyny at that time. I'm also thinking, you know, formed in the 60s, like, I guess that's kind of just ingrained in it. Uh, But. It's been considered widely influential on the movement of hip hop. And the 5% Nation is where terms like a cypher, word is bond, and dropping science originated from in the teachings of Mm. the 5% Nation. Noteworthy rappers who have been associated with the 5% Nation movement include Big Daddy Kane, Busta Rhymes, Black Sheep, Diggable Planets, Erica Badu... Most of the Wu-Tang Clan, the Saint Lunatics, LL Cool J, NJZ, and Positive K. (laughs) Wow.
0: That's quite a resume. (laughs)
1: That's a hell of a resume. And I learned a little bit about the Almighty God Committee (laughs) as well, um, because I read something on the Wikipedia that didn't make any sense to me. And Mm. it said... After the DJ played the wrong side of a record at a televised rap contest, the rest of the group walked off stage, but Gibson continued on as a solo act. Yeah. And I was like, I feel like that that doesn't feel like a full story to me. Yeah,
0: that 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 makes it sound like they played the wrong song, so the group walked off. But positive K stayed up there. <laughs> yeah, <that's, laughs> but I don't think that's what that means. I, see, I think that's a very confusing sentence. So
1: there was a citation on Wikipedia. I clicked into it and I read the interview. And this is—it's a this is a bit of a lengthy paragraph. But he says, "I got into a group and they were called the Almighty God Committee." I was a member of the 5% nation, and my name was Positive Knowledge Allah. So the abbreviation was Positive K. This was my first official group, and we looked good. We had a little cash at the time, and we used to dress really well. We'd wear jewelry. We were like street kids at the time but we were all in the 5% Nation. We were on the scene and doing things. He talks about a bunch of the different people he knew, uh, but he goes, we met up with this one guy who was so big in the local area because he was so good on stage. He used to rap and sing. They wouldn't let us get on this show, but we ran into him in a bathroom, and he said, I'll see what I can do. And he went and he talked to his people and he got us on a show, and it was a rap contest. We were there in our leather outfits. We had this jewelry on. It was incredible. We get on the stage and we do this little dance step intro, and we had this DJ. He was incredible, but he didn't know how to cut on the knobs. He knew the crossfader inside and out, but they had this big knob thing going, and he was so nervous working the knobs that he put on the wrong side of the record. It was a breakbeat. And we got into this routine, and the girls were screaming, and we were looking good. And then it came to do the song part, and the record came on, and it was just some bongos, horns, and flutes. (laughs) And we were like, oh, my God. And the crowd just started booing us. The rest of the guys got off stage. But I stayed on the stage. When the beat came back on, I just kept on rapping. And everybody started doing the, like, go, go, go thing. And I was able to redeem myself. But the rest of the guys were too embarrassed and decided they didn't want to rap anymore. Wow. Kind of, yeah, what we read is the truth. Everybody left but him, and he kept doing it. And like, that's how Positive K spun off from the Almighty God Committee.
0: Damn, that's awesome. That's like, if they make the Positive K movie at some point, that's going to be an awesome early scene. And it really fits the Positive K thing. He's very, it's a very optimistic thing to do. It's a very, uh, hey, I'm just going to roll with the punches. I'm going to do my thing. That's that's a pretty awesome story. I love that.
1: Yeah. So here's my question for you, because I'm assuming that you knew this song and you're a Positive K fan for the most part. Please don't tell me you didn't know this song. I was vaguely aware of this song, but oh, the wow. way that I first knew Positive K is that he appears on the hidden track of the Beavis and Butthead experience. Oh, jeez. Now in uh, no, no. the remixed version of Come to Butthead, he has versus telling Butthead that you got to be a good, clean fellow if you're going to make it in this game. And like, girls aren't going to like you when you're a douchebag, Butthead. You got to be a nice guy.
0: Wow, I didn't <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, I guess that that's a few years after this song came out. That, that would have that been 93. Been. It would have oh, been the okay. same
1: time. So
0: <laughs> All, right. All right, around the same time. That's cool. Well, what's crazy about this is that this song is almost like a remake of an older song that he did or like a a sequel to it because he had a song way before this called I'm Not Having It, which was a duet with MC Light, where it's the same kind of thing where he's kind of, he's kind of trying to get with her, but she's kind of not having it, but she kind of likes him a little bit. So she's, giving him a little something to go on. And it's kind of the same song with a different beat. And in uh, this time on his actual single, he does all the voices. It's just pitched
1: up. I instead love of being MC it. I like, love yeah. that they pitch, pitch corrected or pitch shifted him to be yeah. a female vocal. Cause I don't think like knowing that information, listening to it, I can tell, but it's a for 1992, 1993, it's a pretty good pitch shift. Yeah. To make me buy that it's not him. Oh, I thought it was a
0: woman for sure. Yeah. <laughs> it sounds like it. I mean, it doesn't sound too much different than, I don't know, than MC Light, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I,
1: I'm thinking of like when Will Smith was doing Fresh Prince and was doing like a conversation with a female character in a song, and it's very clearly just Will Smith doing a slightly higher pitched voice, like in like parents just don't understand.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, no, this was. This was a very effective use of the uh, pitch shift. And I got to tell you, man, I forget what songs I said this about in the past, but there are certain lines of certain songs that just play in my head forever, probably once a day. And the line (laughs) from this song that has played in my head for probably, how long has it been, 30 years now? Since this song came out, 30-some years, is the line that says... I'm going to break it down and do whatever I got to do. I tell you now, I got eyes for you. Not that line, but this line. You got eyes, but they're not for me. You better use them for what they're for, and that's to see. That line (laughs) is just always in my head. You got eyes, but they're not for me. You better use them for what they're for, and that's to see. I've just had that line in my head forever, and I love it.
1: Uh, I just assumed you were going to say the what's a man got to do with me because I think I texted you hey, uh, I got a man one, and you just immediately wrote back, what's your man got to do with
0: me? (laughs) I'm not trying to hear that,
1: see? Hey,
0: I got to say that sometimes when you go back to the late 80s, early 90s, and you listen to hip-hop songs, sometimes you're like, ah, you know, this is pretty cheesy, or the beat is lame, or the flow isn't good, or whatever. I think this song holds up, man. This song's great. I love the beat. (laughs) I love his his flow everything about this and even had the tone of his voice he's got
1: a really cool tone to his voice and everything i think he's great i mean i don't know about you but when i was doing the research it feels like he was his own worst enemy on on like you know sometimes we'll sit here and we'll get to the end of the episode and we'll talk about like oh should this guy have been a bigger hit like why didn't this work out and i think the biggest reason this didn't work out is dude didn't release another record. <laughs> like, he, yeah. he kept, like, stalling out. Like, he kept saying, it was very similar to Craig Mack. Remember, like, the Craig Mack story was, like, he kept almost doing a record. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, I think in his Wikipedia, there's three different albums that they mention him in interviews saying, my next record is going to be this. And then it, every one of those paragraphs ends with, but the album never surfaced. <laughs> like, right. like, something just kept getting in his way. I don't know if he got burnt out on doing music i i mean hypothetically if his big break like if his he said his first time that he showed an interest in music was i think he was like 14 in the fearless four were performing in his neighborhood and they gave him a mic for a little bit and that like changed changed everything for him so we're thinking that that has to be if we're talking grandmaster flash fearless four we're talking probably early 80s so he's probably been grinding for 10 to 12 years by the time I got a man finally starts to, like, make any type of waves. And I wonder if by that point he was just burnout out <laughs> because yeah. he just he he got into promotional work, which apparently had a good eye for promotional work because his other the clients that said he worked with was like Outcast, Puff Daddy and Rampage, which yeah. like those are pretty Pretty legit clients if they're like who you're the promoter for. but Yeah, maybe he parlayed his
0: success and his networking with other artists, and he was making more money doing something else. He had this hit. I mean, the song peaked at number 14. Um, It was a pretty
1: interesting chart, too, when it peaked. It peaked at 14 on March 20th, 1995. You want to know what song you and I both love that he was above on the chart? The single
0: was released in December 92. Oh, it it was above a song we both love in 93. Ooh, I don't know. It took about
1: four months to get from debut to the charts. It was, I want two princes kneel before you. That's what I said. You think I love Two Princes a lot or something? I think you do. I know I love Two Princes. Two Princes by The Spin Doctors was number 15. He, he got above the spin doctors, right. but the top five that week is all over the goddamn place. So strap okay. in number five, Whitney Houston. I'm every woman. Okay. Fucking great. Number four, Peeblo Bryson and Pibow. Regina Pib- Bell. Yeah. Peebo. <laughs> Regina Pibo All right. Yeah. And Regina Bell with a whole new world. So yeah. Aladdin must've been fresh in the theaters at that point. Yeah. Number three, silk with freak me okay (laughs) all right but number two this is almost sad to me because at number two dr dre nothing but a g thing okay possibly in the conversation for one of the greatest rap songs of the early 90s might even be in some people's estimation the best rap song of the early 90s so what song was above it Snow's Informer. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that was on its that was on its run. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, that's that's pretty interesting, and it could explain a little bit. Dr. Dre being that high, and Positive K still being sort of like an old school rapper, and the song more or less being—I don't
1: know—I don't think it's cheesy, but no, it's but not it's, about it's like, definitely like '93. You're seeing kind of like this is where groups like Tribe Called Quest and like Leaders of the New School and De La Soul and Black Sheep are all starting to kind of slip off the charts because of the rise of the more like west coast east coast gangster rap style like people were yeah. done with the upbeat they were literally done with the upbeat hippie positive rap and then in comes a dude literally named positive k Yeah, right? yeah <laughs> so, I mean, it was just timing he's probably
0: lucky to have this hit before it was too late you know yeah. I, I
1: mean i, think I 94 yeah. this this song doesn't make it on the charts you yeah. know what i mean like if it comes out one year later It doesn't work out for Positive K, even though I think the song's great.
0: And maybe he knew that. And dude, he, you know, another thing is I kind of felt like he was painting himself into a corner of being a one trick pony because another single from the same album, "Car Hoppers," he once again was doing the same thing where it's like he's having a conversation with a pitch shifted version of himself. And like, I don't know. I feel like how many times can you do that? (laughs) That can't just be your thing. Every song
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: I'm not going to lie here. I've become a factor fanatic lately. I'm a busy guy and getting to eat restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat in two minutes has been amazing. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal was chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You have 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. I've been spreading the word to everyone I know, not just here on the podcast, but in person as well. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. You get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the math doesn't lie. Factor is less expensive than takeout, plus, considering every meal is dietitian approved, it's also nutritious and delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today by heading to factormeals.com/1hit50 and use the code 1hit50 to get 50% off. That's code 1hit50, the words one hit and the number 50, that is at factormeals.com slash one hit 50 to get 50% off.
1: What?
0: My co-host Morgan and I track down the people you didn't know you needed to hear from. It's like hot sex in a mug. We are the Maximum Mediocrity Podcast, and we are on all
1: major podcasting platforms. We'll be waiting for you. Let me ask you this, because I just had someone pop in my head, but what are some other artists that you can think of who do like rap songs where they're having a conversation with themselves, but like in a slightly different voice? Because... The artist that jumped into my mind right away was DMX. DMX would do those like songs like Damien where it's like him talking to the devil on his shoulder and he would do a different voice Mm -hmm. for the devil on his shoulder having a conversation with
0: him. Uh, I mean, I guess that thing of having a conversation with another voice that's still you. Kendrick Kendrick Lamar does it. Nicki Minaj does it. Yeah, she uh, does. You know, the, these are all, and these are super huge artists. So that thing is done a lot, but maybe he just needed to be having a conversation with a different voice <laughs> in the, pitch, <laughs> the Pitched Up or something. And maybe he knew, maybe he knew the rise of gangster Rap was there and he could be successful. He could parlay his success into success in marketing or whatever he said he did, promotions. But dude, he, in 1996, he released more music that song Black Cinderella which I think is really good it's a lot more R&B it went to 92 on the R&B charts I thought it was very cool song yeah. I like it He put
1: out a lot of singles but he never got another album out and okay. you know that might have that might fly more in 2022 than it was going to fly in 1994 96 97 like in that range where like we're talking I I I'd have to double check but I'm pretty confident the like mid to late nineties was the absolute peak of like record sales where it was like, people were just going out and buying the album.
0: And yeah, then sure. like
1: right around 2000 Napster shows up and then, you know, it starts to trend downward and and never really has much of a life after that, <laughs> except for in the basement of Matt Kelly, Matt Kelly's keeping right. the album sales up, keeping
0: it alive. <laughs> uh, hey, this album, the skills to pay the bills that, I got a man is on. It's the first recorded instance of the phrase drop it like it's hot, which is used on two songs on the album, Ain't No Crime and Minnie the Moocher. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Also, I will I noticed, so I noticed back on his original song with MC Light, I'm not having it. And also in this song, he's always talking about crabbing. And I'm like, what is crabbing? Uh, let me see what the line is in. The, in I got a man. It's like, oh yeah. Well, he, he she says, well, hey, I think you're bluffing. Well, I'll call my man. Well, I can get a ragamuffin. You better catch a flashback. Remember, I'm not crabbing it. You know my style from I'm not having it. But he says he talks about crabbing several times back in the song with MC Light as well. And I'm like. What does what is crabbing? He's always talking about crabbing. So of course, I went to Urban Dictionary, and some of these some of these have to absolutely be not what it is. There's one I think it is. It's definitely not when a girl sends nudes in. Now they they made the symbols for the position, but basically it would mean like with your knees up in the air like a crab. Like I don't okay. think that that's not what he's saying. When a man is urinating in a public urinal on his own, and he attempts to urinate an equal amount in each urinal by sidestepping like a crab while using his hands to control urine distribution. God, I, I
1: hope that that's what it is that I he's don't talking about. That,
0: I don't think that's it either. Um, there's another one that says, the way in which a person walks sideways, particularly in a nervous situation or when feelings of anxiety overcome the body, which... I could see. I thought maybe, but then also, crabbing. I saw could mean to lie, slash bullshit, slash procrastinate. Yo, you get some weed yet? Said he'll be soon. I think he crabbing. That's what it says. So <laughs> um, I think it's that. I think he. I yeah, think it
1: means lying, right? Rap genius was. No additional help whatsoever, Okay, uh, which literally just on the hyperlink for that just said, this is a reference to the previous song you did with MC Light, where she said this lyric. Right. Yeah. (laughs) It's said several
0: times on the MC Light one. Uh, But okay. So Crabbin, as far as I know, didn't really catch on. But Drop It Like It's Hot. I wonder if he got any, uh, I don't know. I don't think he got any kickback You kick think Snoop, from Snoop Snoop sent him
1: some cash? The album version starts with a movie sample. Yeah, Die Hard. Die Hard 2. Die Hard 2. Uh, and it's kind of an in-joke, right? Because he says, I can't yeah. fucking believe this. How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? Right. And it is, of course, the fact that he's literally repeating the song that got him on the Billboard charts at all the first time around. Yeah, yeah he just with did this.
0: A, a better version of it. Um, or... <laughs> You know, the beat is better. I mean, it would have been cool if you got MC Light back to do it again, but he sounds great and he probably didn't have to split any royalties. Uh, the main sample that you're hearing in this song is from the 1980 disco single Rescue Me by A Taste of Honey. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of samples in this song,
1: but that's like the main one you're hearing. OK, cool. song. I mean, it's a really, really cool song. It, yeah. Like, this is a really good song. And I, like, this wasn't the first time I've heard this song, but I, like I said, I was listening to that Beavis and Butthead album, and I was like, who is this Positive K guy? And then I saw his biggest hit was I Got a Man, and I made sure to listen to it before I uh, threw it on the, the long list of songs that people could choose from. Um, Did
0: you know that Aretha Franklin was a big fan of Positive K?
1: That doesn't shock me, actually. So... <laughs>
0: So I watched Positive K. I mean this is from about 5 years ago, but he was on a like morning show called Sister Circle Live and he told the story because oh, he was on this show it was the day after Aretha Franklin had died. So they were talking about her, was he a fan? He's like, "Yeah, of course. She was, you know, she was she felt like she was everybody's mother, sister, aunt and best friend at the same time." He like said all kind of nice stuff about her, but he told a story about how she called him and he's like, "Get get out of here, whatever." And he hung up on her because he didn't believe it was actually her. But actually, then he saw her in an interview talking about how she was a fan, and he's like, "Oh shit, I hung up on Aretha Franklin." And then so he got back in touch with her, and he ended up performing for her at some concert. Um, also, Positive K in recent year has been has started doing comedy. I don't know. He oh. was doing a co- he was promoting his comedy show that he was performing on uh, sister circle live and they asked him for some advice. And I thought his advice was pretty cool. I, and right, I had to agree it. with it. It was keep your circle small. And if you can do it, do it yourself. I really like that.
1: <laughs> I'm like, into that. I'm into that.
0: I was like, he, man, I love that.
1: I mean, he, uh, I don't know. I can't remember this movie too well, but he did briefly appear in a movie as well. He showed up in uh, a Bronx tale, Uh, As an angry protester, it says. Wow, that's pretty cool. I mean, do you like
0: a Bronx tale?
1: I haven't seen it in a really long time. I like a Bronx tale. I'm sure I'm not alone when I say that I discovered the existence of that movie through it being sampled in an Atari song. Oof. (laughs) (laughs) Oof. I said, what the hell is this clip about, like, locking the door to see if the girl unlocks it for you? The car test. The car test (laughs) doesn't apply anymore because everyone, (laughs) I don't know. I guess... It was a good movie, they, though. I remember liking it. It's hard to find. Like, I don't think it's streaming right now. Okay. And I remember at one point, I was trying to get a DVD for my shelf, and it was, like, fairly out of print. Like, the DVDs were going for, like, $20, $30 used, and I was like, I'm not paying $30 for a used copy of A Bronx Tale. Wow. <laughs> like...
0: That kid who starred in A Bronx Tale, he went down a dark path. He ended up in prison and all kind oh of stuff. No. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. He went down... But then he was on... The Sopranos a little bit. Like okay. He was, he was kind of like a secondary character that was like, a, a, they hung out with Christopher a little bit. You, you never watched The Sopranos, did you?
1: No. And ironically, um, I mean, I should get around to it because I have Max, yeah. which I'm sure is available to watch on there. Also, my the house that I currently live in, um, before I lived here, my sister and her husband lived here. And The Sopranos is her husband's favorite show. So we had the complete series on DVD. Oh. And when they were moving out, he said, I'm leaving this here for you to watch and nice. then you can return it to me upon finishing it. And I've been here for three years. I haven't cracked that thing open yet. So Dude, I it's really should so, so, <laughs>
0: so good. Like I I like to recommend shows too. I'm like, you gotta watch Reservation Dogs. No, man. If you haven't watched the Sopranos yet, that's the show that changed everything. That show is amazing.
1: They're not like stupid long seasons, too, right? Like, because I'm doing that no. OC podcast, and each season's like 27 episodes, no, which no, no, is no. just too many goddamn episodes. It's Ten like, episode seasons. Ten. Perfect. Episodes. Perfect. perfect. Yeah. yeah I'll. Yeah. I'll put the. I'll. You know what? I don't know if I'll be able to complete it in the next two months. But once I get past all the like, it's the holidays, so I'm watching Halloween movies, and then I'm doing like mm-hmm. all the Christmas 365 stuff. So I'll kick off. I'll kick off 2024 by binging The Sopranos. I would.
0: I would be very happy to hear your thoughts on The Sopranos (laughs) as you're watching it. That'd be awesome. But I want
1: to hear your thoughts on Positive K. Do you think? (laughs) I got to tell you a couple more things
0: before I give you some some sort of verdict. Uh, In, like, the mid-2000s, Nas released a song, Where Are They Now? 90s remix. It was Nas featuring the hip-hop all-stars, and Positive K was part of that.
1: Nice. Did you listen? I haven't got a chance to listen to that. I did catch that. Did you see who all was on it? No. Who was all on there? All the features
0: are Redhead Kingpin. I don't know him. uh, Rob Bass. Nice. uh, The original Spinderella. Father MC, Moni Love, Mike G, um, EST. Then Positive K, Dre from DOSFX, nice. uh, Do It All, Chip Foo from The Fushnickens, and Dre
1: from Black Sheep. So I uh, love The Fushnickens so goddamn much. <laughs> yeah, well, he's on that song. <laughs> I'll um, do, I'm going to check out that song as soon as we're done this episode.
0: And also, I don't know if you knew this, but in 2019, Positive K and MC Light got it back together to release, I'm Still Not Having It. <laughs> <laughs>
1: There's an animated music video that goes along with it, too. Uh, so I yeah. love it. I do love that he still releases the singles as the ideas come to him. Yeah. Um, I know that he put out a a, a collaboration with a, a rapper named Greg Nice okay. uh, a couple years ago as well. But, yeah, I think as far as solo albums, Skills That Pays the Bills is the only, like, full-length solo release that he has. Okay.
0: I watched all the videos... All of his music videos for every single that he'd released, there was a list of all, all his singles. And man, I liked most of them. I even when he got a little more serious and a little more R and B later in the 90s, to be honest, I even liked I'm um, Still Not Having It. Like I thought, yeah. like, this is this is pretty good. He sounds good. I think he's a good rapper. Um, oh, I watched whatever his newest single was too. And once again, I thought it was pretty good. It wasn't from that long ago. He has released music recently, and to be honest, he looks exactly the same. He doesn't even barely looks like he aged at all, and uh, he still sounds good. A little bit more of a throwback flow and style, but I-, I think it's good. You know, I I think I would tend maybe before digging into him more to have thrown him into the same vein as. Oh, uh, who sings? I wish I was a little bit taller. ski Skilo. ski Ski-lo. So, I think he's way better than Skilo. low <laughs> uh,
1: I mean, we'll get to a ski episode one of these days, but I probably would be inclined to agree with you. Uh, so in 2022, according to Spotify, he released the singles, I Get It Done and Nobody. Mm-hmm. But something that I just noticed, when did this come? I can't find the exact date on when this came out. But this year... On Spotify, it says "I got a man re-recorded sped-up version," which wow. makes me wonder: did this did this song have a a TikTok moment this year that we didn't know about? <laughs> it either <laughs> did, or they were really trying to make it have one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, it would make sense. Uh, you could very easily use this for, you know, funny videos on TikTok. I'm sure. Yeah, I don't know why no, you got to f- speed it up.
1: <laughs> Ugh, I've I hate the sped up sound of all of those singles but
0: i I don't get it really i mean i guess in a way i do because as a kid and i had a little record player where you had the different speeds on it sometimes i would like to turn up the speed on the record and like that was like fun to listen to it that way
1: or slow down the speed on certain ones too would be fun take like a Like I would take the chipmunks and put it on a slower speed on my dad's turntable. Uh, (laughs) Make them sound (laughs) normal.
0: Also, I got a question for you when it comes to podcasts. Now I know you can listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed or two times speed or whatever. Who is listening to podcasts at 0.5 or 0.75 where it sounds like all the hosts are drunk. Why are people doing that?
1: I don't know why that's an option. Yeah. That's a (laughs) weird call, but uh, yeah. So positive K, I feel like, I feel pretty positive about him. Uh, So I don't know. I was into the, you're the bigger positive K fan. I would say just out of knowing this song longer than a couple months. Positive K.
0: If you're out there listening. First of all, come on the show, man. We'd love to have you. I I, every interview I see with him, he just seems like a really cool guy, and he's funny. I mean, I think we our episodes are awesome when we have people that are funny on them. You know, maybe he'll talk about Skilo. (laughs) Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. Positive K, if you're listening, I love what you said about keeping your circle small, and if you could do it, do it yourself. I think that's amazing. Couldn't have said it better myself. That that's great, and uh. I think you're really good, man. I think you're really cool and you're really good if you're listening, and that's why I'm not even going to beat around the bush here. I'm stamping positive K with a, with a a
1: roaring thunder, thunder all the way for positive K. Uh, I enjoyed every single song that I listened to today while preparing for this episode. I'm co-signing that thunder. This is yeah. this is a certified thunder uh, for you know whoever wants to start writing that down on these artists' Wikipedia pages. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Positive K yeah. received a certified thunder in 2023 there by the One Hit Thunder podcast. We
0: should we should <laughs> we send should the mail artist, it to them. yes, yeah, <laughs> send the artist a certificate. <laughs> if we can get a dress, I wish we could get the artist mailing. My addresses.
1: mom's a notary. We could, oh, we could get it so legit, get them notarized. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I definitely, yeah, it's like ten bucks to get something notarized. I definitely, I definitely split that with you, Matt. If you want to start getting stuff <laughs> notarized and send it to the artist, Matt, you're my own personal positive k i don't think you're ever crabbing and uh i think you always drop it like it's hot well this episode's been a baby breeze
1: This has been One Hit Thunder. One Hit Thunder is hosted by Chris Ofaios of the band Punchline and produced by Matt Kelly of Geekscape.net. Underneath me, you're hearing Linger off the cover album Songs from 94. Be sure to check out punchline.com for any upcoming news about the band. Our podcast is on Patreon now. Find us at patreon.com backslash OHTPodcast for early access to episodes, bonus conversations, and a chance to vote on future songs for us to cover. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. And tune in next week for more One Hit Thunder. no purchase necessary, void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Hey, this is Scott from Fly on the Call. Each week I speak to a different musician, whether they're in an established band like Silverstein or the Wonder Years, or Band on the Rise like Spanish Love Songs, Origami
1: Angel, or Meet Me at the Altar. We discuss music and lyrics, the successes and challenges of being in a band, and more, as we get to the core of each artist. The show features musicians of diverse genres and backgrounds, so there's always a chance I'll be talking to your new favorite band. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.